Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. Today is Monday, November 20th, and yesterday the Magic just got done beating down the number one offense in the NBA, the Indiana Pacers. And in today's episode, we're going to break down the the Magic, the end of the Magic road trip. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the, the, the rise of Goga Batazi um, and if the Magic really have it in them to be able to advance into the next round of the in-season tournament. Um, but before we get into that, just a quick word from our sponsors. Bet Online, the last of the major pro sports league, is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now that a lot of these NBA teams have about a solid two games under their belt when it comes to this in-season tournament. Um, Al, talk to me. As it comes from a consumer perspective, do you like the in-season tournament? Do you like the the amount of hype, the the extra uh, motivation behind the in-season tournament? From a viewing perspective, uh, are you all in on it? So I think... Um... At the beginning, it was kind of like, wait, like let's let's see it play out. Let's see what it really means. Let's see what it translates to. Um, but now that we're heading into our first ever home in-season tournament game here to- tomorrow night against the Raptors, and then we got the Celtics on Friday, it, it, it's it's fun, man, because now it's, there's so meaning to it. It's so meaning to these games. It's more than just a regular season game, although it is a regular season game. Um, but I'm excited. Like we come tomorrow, and we know that if we beat Toronto. They'll be 0 and 2. We'll be 2 and 1. And then the Celtics Goodbye. come to town. And that'll be a massive game because if we can win that game, then we're tied with the Celtics um, if they win the next game. So it's going to be exciting. I think that that is what the NBA wanted is to create some meaning into the regular season, not just a random game in November uh, with the Raptors coming to Orlando. So it's fun. It's exciting. Um, I'm still not a big fan of the courts. I think they overdid it, but I, I get the reason why. We talked about it in, in the last episode. They were trying to differ- differentiate between a regular season game and an in-season tournament game. I just think you do it back to the throwback NBA Finals days when you had the big trophy in center court with the team logo. Like, do that. Like, it's, it's a classic NBA thing to do. Uh, but like that Bulls court, man, it, it was painful to watch that that in-season tournament game on Friday night against the Bulls. Just all the red in it. Uh, it it's too much. But other than that, I do like it. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, what about you? Are you a fan of it? How is how is the landing on your end? Yeah, I think the in season game is fun, man. I, I like the uh, the extra competition behind it. It it almost feels as if it's giving everyone a playoff like 
feel to these games. There, there, there is a little extra motivation in there, and and I, I think it's been good. I think it's good for the NBA. You know, in the very beginning, when uh, when the play-in was released, a lot of people were also skeptical about it. Um, and I think that you know it's it's going to take a little bit of adjustment. I think Steph Curry said it the best that you know it's it's the first season that they do it, and I think that with time. Uh, they'll make tweaks and, and adjustments and make it even better than what it is now. So, um, so far, I like it. I like the fact that, you know, the Magic are are somewhat doing well, right? We're ahead of Chicago, um, who is 0-2. Toronto, they're 0-1 at the moment. Um, so we're sitting in that third-place seed, um, you know, under the EC uh, in-season tournament bracket with Boston and Brooklyn ahead of us. Um, and, and listen, I, I think, I think it's fun. I, I think that, you know, the next game is going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's even more hype, man. And especially after this big one against Indiana, I'm taking a look at Toronto and I'm just like, you know, that's, that's a team that we have to really, really show up for. I said this a couple episodes back where, you know, from, you know, we started off the season off the West coast and then we started hitting a lot of these Eastern conference teams. And it, it was really important for me to see the magic kind of punch every single one of them in the mouth and, and let them know that we're here, right? And I feel like they've done that. And we we did that with Chicago, we did that with Indiana. Um, and I think that, you know, it's Toronto's another another notch that we need to make sure that we kind of get over to the top. We really wanted that Hawks game um in Brazil. That would have been another really good, good message builder. Um unfortunately that one didn't fall our way, but as of right now, Man, there, there's there's a lot to be excited for when it comes to the Orlando Magic. So just real quick, we can review. Magic ended up losing their very first in-season tournament game, 124, um, 124 to 104. Um, and this is the start of our road trip, right? We have the Nets, then we go to Chicago. Magic uh, beat Chicago 96-94, Apollo game-winning shot. Um, we have a win again, back to back with the Bulls, 103-97. This is the game that, you know, Franz Wagner really had that, that clutch drive. Um, and then the Pacers, 128-116. When you take a look at the last four games, uh, what, what are some of the things that really stood out to you? Um, what are some of the things that you can take away from those games that you're, you're proud of when it comes to, to the boys? So I think you got to definitely start with the defense, right? We, we we built this team around defense, and guess what, man? We're actually the best NBA defensive team in the NBA right now. Um, I was Ooh. concerned, not gonna lie to you. I was I was concerned heading into Indiana because that team can score the ball really, really well. They were the number one offense heading into that game, and the Magic found a way to completely blow them out. I know the score. You look at it, one twenty-eight, one sixteen. If you didn't watch the game, you might be like, "Wait, that's a close game." No, no, no. Go back and watch it. We, we beat nope. them by 40. In my mind, we beat them by 40. That's what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reality is, man, we were in total control. We played aggressive from the get-go. The defense was unreal. And the same thing happened with the Bulls. We held them back-to-back game at halftime. They both had 30, uh, the Bulls, 33 points at the half. That is crazy. That's a team that's built around offense. DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, uh, Vucevic, they couldn't score against us. And even the Nets, that, that was a really, really good game. And unfortunately, that fourth quarter just got away from us. We ended up losing that game. Um, but Flash. the team has been in front, I mean, completely impressive on the defensive end. But one takeaway for me is going to be the fact that we've actually been able to withstand big runs and close out games. Earlier in the season, even against the Hawks, that wasn't the case. We would lose the leads, and we just simply 
completely collapsed. We couldn't score after that. Guess what? Against the Bulls, back-to-back it happened. We had a huge lead. We blew those leads, unfortunately. We got to fix that. But guess what? We didn't put our heads down. We came right back. We scored. We played defense. And we won those games. Um, so that to me was impressive. The fact that we're learning how to win those tough games, mostly has said it, the players have said it. We got to go through the struggles and the pain before we become good at it. And guess what? It seems like they're figuring out when the game's on the line, who do we go to? Paolo Franz, who, who's the guy that has, has a hot hand? They're finding that out. So that to me was impressive. Um, what about you? Looking back at this road trip, impressive, by the way. We, I think we both called it three and one. Uh, it happened. How does it feel to actually be here today knowing that we did that and we're now ho- going back home eight and five? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super impressive, man. You, you talk about a team that um, really struggled last season. Health was obviously a, a big deal and a big cause for it. But this is a team that um, has always believed in themselves. So the fact that we're now starting to really see, you know, from a record standpoint, that they, they should get some of the recognition that, that they're getting. Still very small sample size, but right now the Magic are tied for the fifth place in the Eastern Conference. Um, you play against a team uh, in Indiana Pacers who were holding the fourth seed, number one offense in the NBA, um, and you really come out in Indiana, and from the very beginning, you are putting your, your force, your weight on them. You are challenging them, and I think that everyone's watching that game, and people are thinking, you know, this this is obviously offense versus defense. Like, this is the number one topic when it comes to basketball. Like, what is most important? You have so many coaches that have so many different, you know, coaching philosophies. Some that believe defense comes first. Some that will believe offense comes first. And I think that, you know, although it was just one game, uh, the Magic had the offense to really back it up. And it, it was fun to watch. Yeah, man, it's definitely been really, really fun to watch. Again, the defensive uh, mindset of this team right now is really at an all-time high. We've known that Coach Moss mostly has said it always. We are a defensive-minded team. We're finally seeing that come to life. And, I mean, you watch Jalen Suggs. You watch J.I. They're completely locked down right now. But let me ask you about two other guys that, to me, have played a major role uh, since Wendell went down and Markel Fultz went down. Anthony Black, Goga Bittase. What are your thoughts on how they fit in in the starting lineup and what they've done so far in the last seven games? Yeah, I, I mean, to, to kind of start off with, um, with who I think has been really the most impactful um, is Goga. I, I think that Wendell going down was, was definitely a big hit. Um, and I love the decision that, that most made. And I think that he deserves a lot of credit for wanting to go with Goga, who was your third string center in the starting lineup and ensuring that your second unit wasn't impacted. And Goga has been playing really, really great basketball, you know, in, in the last seven games that Goga has been starting in, in place of Wendell, uh, he's averaging 8.6 points a game, 6.6 rebounds and 1.4 blocks in what 22 minutes of game. He's playing, he's giving you really, really solid minutes, Um, you know, played really, really good basketball, uh, against his former his former team in, in Indiana, where he had eight points, eight rebounds, four blocks. Like this dude is is the rim protector that you wanted to 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 have on your team. Um, when it comes to you know even this off season where people were were saying that hey we still need a, another big man, another big man, another big man. People were talking about it, and we ended up bringing back Goga. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting news, but it still it it was a good pickup. 
young player that fits with the team. Um, and, and he's been playing really, really solid basketball. I think Goga is an awesome, awesome addition. And I think that highlights the fact that, you know, the magic need to figure out from a minutes perspective on what the rotation is really going to look like. You really don't want to have 15 players that you're playing, right? You, you want to be able to condense it, but I think that you bring back a window Carter who, um, you know, at, at one point will be healthy enough to play. I think Goga's done enough to where he should have guaranteed minutes. He, he, I think he's earned it. He's deserved it. Uh, if Wendell comes back, you can't just throw Goga in, in, in the back and just not, not utilize him. I think that he's, he's really highlighted his greatest strength of being a solid rim protector. And I think that, you know, again, he, he should be rewarded for it. In in the last seven games, you're looking at, you know, from, from rebound six, five, nine, you know, maybe not a great performance against Brooklyn, against Brooklyn from, from reboundings, but, you know, 11 rebounds against Chicago, um, four follow back from Chicago and then eight again with Indiana. Um, I, I think that he gives you a, a different dynamic that just Wendell and, and even Mo Wagner doesn't give you. Um, and I think with Anthony Black, yeah, I mean, his stats isn't really going to jump out of the page for you, unfortunately. Um, but I, I, I think that there's there's still a lot of good there, man. I, I think that, you know, his his size and him getting more comfortable, um, his playmaking ability, I, I think he's he's fun to watch. He's not what everyone is, is expecting, but I think that it, it will come with time. Um, I think that you, you look at today or you look at the game against Indiana, the fact that the Magic were able to go up and score 78 points in the first half against the number one offense in the NBA. Granted, their defense isn't the greatest. I think that they were ranked 27th in the NBA. Um, yeah. But still, you, you're, you're not a good offensive team, um, but you, you, you go out there and you really perform against them in Indiana. Um, and you do that without your starting point guard, without your starting center, without Markel, without Wendell. Um, I think that it's, and we talked about this a few episodes, uh, a few episodes ago that when it comes to the magic, um, and, and this is something that, you know, Golden State really kind of framed it and made it their own, but it's really strength in numbers. And the fact that you were able to grab these two guys who are in your third string in your starting lineup goes to show you how much talent is really on this roster. Um, but what, what about for you? Goga, Anthony Black, you know, it, it has it really settled in that, you know, this team is winning with, with these two guys kind of, you know, holding it down for you. So that's the crazy part, right? It's like you think about Wendell going down, and my first thought was, what do we do now? Because honestly, you can't really replace Wendell, or so we thought at the time, right? Like this guy brings the energy on the defensive end, not the biggest rim protector, but at the same time, he kind of anchors the defense for our team at the center position. In some ways, somehow, Goga has been able to do just that, and to some degree, even better. Like I feel like he rebounds the ball a little bit better than Wendell does, bigger body. Um, but what really has impressed me is the way that he blocks shots, man. Like this dude is mobile. He jumps straight up every time to block shots. Um, it's been really impressive to watch. I honestly did not know enough about Goga before he came to Orlando. I've, we've played him a couple times when he played for the Pacers. And I remember him being a hustler, a guy that, that played hard, but not really the talent level that he had. Um, but it's funny because I think back to like Mo Bamba. 
he was supposed to bring that to our team, the rim, the rim protection, the rebounding, and that quite never really developed. In Goga, we got someone that was supposed to be just his third string. Let's see what he has. And he's become a key component of our, of our rotation right now. To your point, again, I don't want to be mostly, man. He has to figure out this minutes when everyone gets healthy. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but hey, it's a good problem to have. We knew that the strength of the team was going to be defense. The second one in my eyes was going to be depth. We have incredible depth in our team, and we're seeing it right now. And to your point about AB, I think AB has come back to playing more of a, I'm here to just not make mistakes. I'm here to just take open threes, take open, uh, go to the basket and make layups when needed. I'm going to play hard on defense. And that's what he's doing. He's not out there you know, to drop 20 points, to, to dish 10 assists. That's not where he's at right now. But he's doing such a great job just connecting the team, doing, making the right moves, making the right passes, shooting when open. Um, I would love for him to be more of a threat offensively. Like if he's open, just at least make a shot here and there so that way they have to guard you. Because I do think at times if help's going to come to Paolo, it's coming from AB's defender because they know that he's not going to be aggressive. Um, but I got to say, man, Jalen Suggs, a guy that in my opinion has stepped up big time for us. Offensively, things are clicking more and more and more for him. He's making the three. But we talked about it last episode too. When he goes to the basket, man, like he's aggressive off a, a made basket. He's getting the ball and going 100 miles per hour and getting that cheap layup and that easy layup. It, it opens up our offense so much. So I think Jalen sucks to me is a key component also to what we're doing and becoming this much improved team. Um, if Jalen can continue that, just think about those two drafts, man. The, the 2021, 2022 draft for us, Paolo, Franz, and Suggs. In my opinion, if those guys can all stay playing the way that they are, that's our trio of the future, if you think about it. That's the three guys you can build around for years to come. So it's exciting. Everything is clicking for us right now. And the best part is Wendell, it's what, three weeks that he got hurt this Saturday coming up. So in less than a week. So is he healthy? Is he going to come back already? Markel should be also about to come back as well. So we might be coming back home, six-game homestand, and also get some healthy bodies coming back. So it's going to get really, really fun here entering December. Yeah, the Magic have been averaging 5.5 blocks per game, 9.6 steals per game. And the Magic, we knew that this was a team that they were creating. They wanted to create a team that led with defense first. Congratulations. They've done that. They've done that successfully. Um, the fact that, again, and not to harp on Indiana too much that game, um, but the fact that they were able to still produce offensively, it makes you almost forces you to imagine like, man, if the magic can be somewhat consistent on the offensive end, you know, the, the doors are just wide open for, for this team. There's a young team that's still trying to figure it out. That's led by a very, very young Paolo, a very, very young Franz. Um, and, and at the end of the day, man, they're, they're doing it in a way where they're, they're just, they're fun. The magic are fun. They're an exciting, exciting team. Uh, I've gotten to a habit just personally of kind of, uh, uh, reposting the, uh, cause after every Orlando Magic win, Orlando Magic social media page will will have like a some random dance scene where they have you know the Orlando Magic theme song playing, and I feel like I am annoying the crap out of all my friends and family because the Magic are winning basketball games. And I'm forwarding it and reposting it every single time, and it feels like I'm doing it so often, and it's just so much fun um, to to be at a point where your team is finally winning. I mean, how how long we 
we've been doing this podcast for a minute now, Al, and it seems like every season has been tougher and tougher and tougher. We've been through some rough times, and the fact that the Magic are finally winning, they there's there's a product on the floor that you can really stand behind and and be proud of. Wins, losses, uh, struggles behind the three point line, whatever it is that this season is really going to lay out for us. Um, you know, you you so hang your head on the fact that you know the the front office has done a good job with what we have. Now it's about building blocks. Like, how can we take it a step further? Um, this season will be very very telling on what the Magic decide to do and how it is at that shape and how it looks like. Um, but there's a lot of flexibility for the Magic and and the fact that we've been seeing Jonathan Isaac really flourish into being. You know the player that he is. This is the healthiest that he's been. We we talk about last season, where we're like, man, you know, we finally get him back, and he's only playing minimal minutes. He's only playing, you know, ten, nine, ten, eleven minutes, and that's it. And then he had to get surgery, and then we're back to the off season, and we get told that he should be ready to go, but we really don't know. How many times have they told us this? How many times have we? thought this or or felt like he was ready or or whatever case may be and the fact that my man is really playing significant minutes and contributing the way that he is it's it, it's hard to put a value on it I, i'll be honest with you it's very hard to put a value on what jonathan what jonathan isaac is to the orlando magic because on the flip side defensively he is he is amazing yeah his shot isn't falling as much as i'm sure that he would like but um man he he instantly makes this team better and and the fact that he's embraced his second unit role as well and he's closing out games for us and that his 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 rim protection his uh the way that he forces you know players to alter their shots because now you have to respect them Man, it, it is it is awesome. So talk to me about Jonathan Isaac, him kind of embracing that center position so much more. Um, you know, how how important is he to this team? I mean, before I go to Jeff, I'm going to respond to something you mentioned about how tough it's been for us. So we started this podcast 2019. I saw a stat today that was shocked me, and that is the Magic have not been three games over 500 since 2017. So that means... Since we started this podcast, we've never seen what we're, what we're seeing right now. This team actually being three games over 500, this fun to watch. Even when we made the playoffs in 2019, we ended the season, what, 40 and 42? So it wasn't even 500. Year after that, same thing happened with the pandemic and all that. We made the playoffs. We weren't over 500 either. So it's crazy to think about it. This is the beginning of something special in Orlando. We've known that. But to actually see it. And to expect to win every game now, this is something that we have not experienced either as fans while doing this podcast. Last time I remember being like this was when Dwight was here, that we went to every game and I'm like, hey, we're going to win tonight. It, it, that's the mindset that I had. So just had to go back to that for a second. It's crazy to think about that we've survived those crazy years. We're finally kind of turning the corner here into a bright future. Um, and that all starts with J.I. J.I. has been a building block for us since 2017. Haven't been able to see him, unfortunately, on the court enough. But we've always known that this guy is special. This guy was supposed to be the man that we're going to build around because of how special he was on the defensive end. And think about that Bulls game a couple of nights ago. He was a major reason why we won that game. 19 points, a few blocks, nine rebounds in about 20 minutes. Right there, you can see it, how special this kid can be. Um, 
So when you add him now to Paolo, to France, to Suggs, to Markel, to Wendell, dude, this team is deep and we, we keep talking about it, but J.I. is going to be a key member of that. And if he stays healthy and come January, he can play 30 minutes, you best believe he's going to be out there with the starters at times, with the bench at times. He's going to be on the court because his play forces the hand of our coaching staff to play him. Like you cannot have him on the bench if he can take it. Um, so he's special, man. And I, I think, again, it's too soon to talk. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want him to get hurt. And we go back to the same thing again. But I am going to say it. If he can stay healthy, Moses is going to have a hard time keeping him on the bench. So you're going to have to get creative with the rotations. If Wendell is resting, hey, does that mean less minutes for Mo Wagner? But then he's killing it also. It's going to get interesting. But J.I. man has been impressive. Um, again, this is a defensive team. He leads our defense. Even with Jalen Suggs killing it, GI is still our best defender. So when you can get him out there, it's, again, just, I just pray that he stays healthy, man, because if he does, this team's going to be special. Now, at one point, the Magic will have an opportunity, or at least the general NBA team have opportunities to kind of take a look at the roster and ask themselves, you know, is now the good time to upgrade their roster as they get closer to the second half of the season? NBA trade deadline is still a few months away. Uh, February 8th is the NBA trade deadline. And uh, my, my question to you would be, if the Magic continue to play the basketball that they're playing right now, where they're above 500, they're in the range of, you know, the the 4th to 7th, 4th to 8th seed in the East, do you think it would be a good idea for the Magic to take a look at advancing their roster? Or do you wait until the offseason because of the amount of chemistry that the team has built and they're they're still continuing to work and, and to develop. You know, there there was a lot of um turmoil happening in Chicago where, you know, the the Zach Levine and Chicago Bulls think it's best for them to split ways, right? Um potentially Alex Caruso um, you know, also might be leaving. They they just blow that team up that they have. Um but do the Magic look at a player like Zach Levine and say, hey, if we if we were to trade for this player, you know, that would drastically advance, you know, this team's talent. You know, is that is that something that you would feel comfortable in kind of standing behind that that maybe the Magic, you know, take advantage of at the trade deadline? So I I'm torn on this one just because we've known for years. I'm talking about years. The struggles of this team have always been we don't have a go-to scorer. Even when we had Vooj, Vooj had nights, but he was a beast. He was an all-star one year. But even then, with the game on the line, it, it's not like you say, hey, Vooj, here's the ball. Go get me the game. It, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so, Zach Levine gives you that. And if you don't believe me, just watch the past two games in which we played in Chicago. And he would just go on these crazy runs in the fourth quarter and bring them from 12th down to down one in a matter of two minutes. That's what he can do. That's his specialty. Um, I don't think he's a dunker anymore. I don't think he's a guy that can drive to the basket and dunk on people all game long. That's not his game anymore because of injuries. Um, so I'm torn just because he could definitely be a guy that could come to Orlando, be a third, second option and make a huge difference in our team. But the issue is the contract. The issue is the health. Do you take a gamble and bring him to Orlando knowing that that's such a, such a big contract that you're going to have to pay for when you're also going to have to pay Paolo in France in a couple of years? Um, so I'm torn to be honest with this decision. Um, but if you call the bulls 
and the package they want is nothing crazy. And by that, I mean, I think I posted this a couple of uh, days ago on my Twitter. Some liked it, some didn't. And, and give me your reaction. If I were to tell you, hey, Anthony, the magic, I call you in the middle of the night. Hey, man, you saw watch tweets. The magic traded Gary Harris, Markel Fultz, and two picks for Zach Levine. What would your reaction be immediately if that were to happen? Yeah, I mean, how how would you not be excited? I, I don't think that there's anyone that wouldn't be excited, right? Um, yeah, contract is an issue. Uh, he just signed his contract last season. He's set to make forty million this year, forty three million the following, forty five million the following, forty eight million the following after that. So you have him under contract until twenty twenty seven. Um, again, yeah, this this is a player that has struggled with injuries. Um, would I be would I be against it? No, I wouldn't be against it. Um, am I sitting here telling you right now that yes, hundred percent go after him? No, I'm not doing that either. Uh, Zach Levine, I don't I don't know, man. I, I feel like there there hasn't been a moment where he has been successful as the lead guy in Minnesota. Uh, I mean, maybe you wouldn't consider him the lead guy in Minnesota, but you know he's still your 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 primary offensive weapon, right? And then Chicago comes around. They haven't been that successful either. It's 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 a hard sell when you have a player like uh, uh, Zach Levine that dropped fifty points this season and they still couldn't get the win. So it's you you want to feel like okay the the magic would be different. It would open things up for Franz. It would open things up for Paolo. It will, it, it, he's he's a threat, right? Um, at the same time, man, this this is this is the thing. The chemistry with the magic right now. Every everyone likes each other. Everyone works. Everyone is happy. Uh, everyone supporting one another. All it takes is for for one person. This, this doesn't just go for the magic. This goes from you know from career work wise. All it takes is for one person, one person to f up the dynamic of the chemistry that you have, and it it could really set you back a good amount of time. Um, and I don't, I don't know, man, it, do you, do you risk that with Zach? Do you, do you risk the development of a Franz Paolo? Uh, do, do you take that away from them in, in terms of, you know, you bring in Zach, Zach's not, Zach wouldn't come over here and say, okay, I'm not going to be the main guy where it's, this is Paolo's team. I don't think that he would. And I don't think that he should, you know, he's, he's good enough to where, you know, we're we're not a team that has won the past few years. Um, why why would he think otherwise? Now he didn't mention that there are teams that he would that he wants to play for. The Magic obviously weren't on that list, but I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm not against it, but I'm also not for it. Yeah, man, I'm torn myself. Again, I I think we've needed a 20 point scorer. We've needed an outside shooting threat for many many years. Zach Levine would definitely give us that. But then I think about what if the injuries are concerned? What if, you know, the contract is too much? The only other guy that I can think of that's out there right now that's available is Buddy Heald. We've heard about that mm. he's not happy in Indiana. They don't really see a future for him in Indiana. If you could only have one of them, so Buddy or Zach Levine, to pursue a trade, to create that spacing, to create that shooting that we so badly need in Orlando, who would you target then? Would you rather go for the 20-point scorer? Would you rather go for the specialist that can hit three-point shots day in and day out? Who would you go after? Yeah, I mean, how, I think it's, it's my, my issue with Zach Levine. I, I, I guess, you know, everyone saw the, the viral video of, 
you know, them them getting their their most recent win um, in the in-season. I, I believe it was an in-season tournament game. But, you know, afterwards, after they win, the the their own Chicago Bulls reporting is is kind of it's kind of like a like Dante or or uh you know the the new woman that we have now uh asking looking to interview him afterwards and he didn't want to do it like he kind of shrugged them off and and kept walking you know the that that's this is this is the reason why the Orlando Magic they've always gone after character first type players and I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't fit the mold because obviously whatever they have going on in Chicago is is a huge cluster right we we don't know the the ins and the outs and i'm sure he's already frustrated and this is like one of those james harden moves like you know you're you're already on the there's already talks about moving him he's trying to speed up the process hurry up and make it happen um but i don't i don't know man uh, my my fear is him you know effing up the chemistry that we have and when it comes to buddy healed i really like buddy buddy is 30 years old he's about to be 31 he he is averaging well what's his what's his three-point percentage he's averaging 37 he's shooting 37 percent from the three-point line on almost eight attempts uh this is this is a player that can get a bucket he's a bucket you know he's he's a specialist and that's exactly what he is now my fear with him is that he's set to be an unrestricted free agent next season so yeah you can you can make the trade for him how much are you giving up uh if if you're giving up a lot does he stay with us is it a sign and trade uh if you do keep him is he still going to be asking for you know the the 80 million dollar contract that he originally signed like what what does that dynamic look like when it comes to money negotiations you know i'm i'm, I'm confident in in weltman he's done a good job in regards to that but i don't i don't know man uh, eventually the magic are they're, they're gonna have to spend we don't like spending money they're gonna have to spend right um but i would side with the specialist give me the specialist if you can put a crap ton of three-point shooters around franz and paulo and franz and paulo are your your zach levine's your your main guy i would prefer the magic go that route more so than trying to go after you know a, a guy that's that's kind of established yeah, I think so too. I think that would be the the ideal scenario. And I think to your to your point, it's gonna happen at some point. You got to make the decisions by the latest June, July of next year, because we're gonna have a ton of cap space next summer. What do you do with that? You got to use it. We know Paulo and France will demand big contracts. We know that. But be- between now and then, it's the Markel question. It's the JI question. It's the shooting question. So there's some questions we got to answer between now and July of next year. But even now, we're playing so well, and the, the weakness is there. You, you heard J.J. Reddy talk about it. You heard Zach Lowe talk, talk about it. So we're getting national attention, finally, and the defense is getting a lot of love. But they're like, we just don't trust them because we know they don't have outside shooting. We know Paolo and France keep getting double teamed. How far can they keep doing this into the season? So everyone knows it. we got to address this big issue, which is the shooting and the spacing. Um, now, let me bring up to the, this topic to you, kind of off topic completely, and that is Markel Fultz. You know, if Markel cannot stay healthy this year with, with the knee injury, continues to linger as the season goes along, then what do you do as, as the Orlando Magic? And what do you do as, as a franchise when it comes to how do you build this roster? Do you fully embrace Jalen Suggs, your point guard, and then you bring a shooting guard? Or do you say, hey, Anthony Black, you're the one that's going to step in and be the point guard for our team for the future? What would you do, knowing again the issue of shooting and spacing? How would you approach that? 
I don't know, man. Jalen Suggs is not a point guard. He's he's your two guard. And he's playing probably the best basketball that he's played in in his his career. So I, I don't know if I would do too much to kind of jeopardize that or or adjust it. Uh, I think that if you're going to trade Markel, then you need to trade Markel for an upgrade in the point guard position. Anthony Black, he's he's doing okay, but are are, are we looking to develop right now? Are we looking to win games? I think that they're, the Markel going down allows you to have that kind of fine line medium between development and winning games for Anthony Black. But I'm not sure. I'm not so sure if you're you're willing to kind of give the reins off to him uh, now and, and and forever. I don't think he's shown you enough. Uh, shooting is still a concern with Anthony Black. So you you go from a a a Markel Fultz that still does a lot of great things. Nobody has an issue with Markel Fultz. I'm still on the fence of Markel shoot the damn basketball, and if you still miss, and cool, as long as you're still shooting, I'm I'm still with you on it. Until they're able to really truly bring somebody in to upgrade. Now I'm not I'm not I'll be honest with you. I'm not entirely married to Markel Fultz. If you can upgrade, you you upgrade. I, I love everything that Markel has done. Is is no disrespect to him. Um, but you're, you're talking to, uh, someone that has, has gone through it, bro. Like I'm, I'm ready to win games. I'm way, I'm willing to, I'm ready to make noise. Um, yeah, I don't want to mess up the chemistry, but I also really want to win games. Uh, and I, not just today, not just tomorrow. Uh, I, w- I want this to be a, a, an oiled machine that we're, we're in the running for it for the next six, seven, eight, nine, ten years and and we adjust and pivot ten years from now. In a perfect world, that's that's what I would want. Is that Markel is that with Markel Fultz holding it down the point guard? I don't know yet. I don't know. I really I really don't know what else the the magic really could do at the point guard position in, in my opinion. You know, it's is this could be a easy problem solved if, you know, Anthony Black could could shoot the basketball um at a consistent clip but until that happens you know the the magic have to rely on markel folds to stay healthy and to to get us there yeah let me make it clear i mean for me personally i'm ready for markel and I, i've been saying that when he is on and he's healthy he makes us a much better team so imagine how we're playing now with a healthy markel 100 it, it's scary how good we can be right so we know that but the issue here is if he can't stay healthy which right now he's played five out of 12 games so less than 50% of the games. That can happen. It's not sustainable to, to you know, play the whole season in two games without your starting point guard. So my concern is if the knee issue continues to the season, it drags on, and now he's missing 30, 40 games, at some point you got to address that and say, hey, we, we, we gave it a try. And it didn't work out, unfortunately. So hopefully we don't get there, but I'm just thinking ahead. If we're thinking about building this team and adding shooting, adding offense, the only position right now that we really could upgrade it's the point guard position. Because again, shooting guard, if Jalen stays healthy and playing the way he is, locked in, that's his. Franz, we know. Paolo, we know. And Wendell, when he is healthy, that's his. So the only one that's really up for grabs with an unhealthy Markel Fultz, it's point guard. And we know we got to add shooting. That's where it's going. So I hope Markel comes back here during the home stand and, and he is healthy and he can show us a better Markel Fultz that we've seen so far this season. But again, if he isn't by February and he's still missing games and unable to stay healthy, you got to address that at some point. Because again, this team is ready, in my opinion, to win now, not necessarily next year. Yeah, and let's 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 be honest a bit. I'm I'm not a doctor, but you know, tendonitis sucks. 
Like it is, it is a terrible, terrible pain. And yep. it's not something that, that just goes away. Like that's, I, I believe that this is something that he's just going to have lingering, you know, through, throughout the season. Uh, personally, I've, I've had tendonitis and, you know, I, I couldn't sit in a car for a long period of time without having pain in my knee. When I went to the movie theaters, I had to be, you know, on, on the, the far right end side so I can stretch my legs out because, you know, having a bent knee caused a lot of, a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and over usage does not, does not help with that. So, um, I don't, I don't know, man, it's, it's injury is definitely a concern with Markel folks. Can he stay healthy? It's the same concern that we had with Jonathan Isaac and it just seems and feels like this is just an ongoing issue. And it's frustrating because if the magic were losing right now, everybody would be saying, we got to move on from Markel. Yeah, nobody is saying that right now because we're winning basketball games. But that this is the benefit of why the Magic it, it worked out that they went the route that they wanted. Nobody wanted the Magic to draft Anthony Black, and they did. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, we're benefiting. We're benefiting from it right now. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Um, you hope Markel gets gets healthy. A healthy Markel folds is dangerous to 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 what we're able to accomplish in a way that we know that we'll win games with it. But at the same time, you know, it's, is do you have confidence that he can stay, you know, healthy throughout the whole season? The answer is always going to be no, because we, we haven't really been able to have that consistently. Yeah. So it's, it's unfortunate, but I think uh, as the team is turning the page here and again, some big decisions going to be made, whether it's February, whether it is in July, it all starts with J.I., it starts with Markel. Those are the big two names because they're free agents. Um, so, unfortunately, they got to play this year, and they got to show what they got. Otherwise, it's, it's, it won't look good. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it, it's tough when you have Wendell injury-prone, Markel injury-prone, Jonathan Isaac injury-prone. I'm even going to throw Jalen Suggs injury-prone. Like, like your your whole entire season relies on these guys being healthy, and if it just isn't getting done, you know it, it may it makes what the Magic are trying to accomplish that much more uh, difficult. But you pray that these guys stay healthy, and if they can stay healthy, man. You know the the East has the East have they they have an issue because our timeline is moving up so much faster than everyone else is expecting, and yep. the Magic become the dark horse where. You really don't want to see us when it's going to count because our size becomes our advantage. The fact that we're really good defensively becomes our advantage. And on nights like the Indiana game where we are able to score the basketball um, scary. you know, offensively really, really well, we're a nightmare. Scary. And I think, again, it, it kind of starts with Jalen Suggs, man. Like if, if Suggs can hit those threes and can hit a couple jump shots here and there, opens the floor up for everyone else. Absolutely. So now the Magic get done with their road trip. They go on a six-game homestand, finally coming back to Orlando. We face off against uh, the Toronto Raptors in our next in-season tournament game. On Tuesday, the Magic will reveal, uh, finally, our in-season tournament court. Um, and then we got Wednesday, so that'll be a back-to-back against the defending champions, the Denver Nuggets, Friday against the Celtics, and then Sunday against the Hornets. Um, so really, really tough 
tough, tough homestand. Raptors are great basketball team. Nuggets, Celtics will be tough. And then the Hornets, you know, they're they're the Hornets. So in terms of prediction, uh, the Magic the Magic go three and one um on their road trip. What are your predictions for these next four games? I'm gonna shoot for hey, we're home. I'm gonna shoot for two and two. I think if we can at least go five hundred. I'll be really happy just because I, I got to be honest, man. It's a tough schedule. Let's be realistic. Um, ideally, we beat the Raptors, we beat the Celtics. That would be amazing. That way we kind of win the tournament games and we hopefully can advance. Um, more realistically, I think it would be we beat the Raptors, we might beat the Hornets. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but you never know, man. The magic can surprise us any given night. But my prediction is 2-2 two two this week. What about you? Yeah, I think two and two also, but, um, you know, obviously you want to win the in-season games, <clears throat> but for me, I have the Nuggets circled. I, th- I think that that would be a really good, uh, another game where you can send a message to Magic being the defending champs. And then also every time we play Aaron Gordon, I don't know, man, he, he, I feel like he has a, uh, like a smug attitude. I, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's something about Aaron Gordon that re- that really switched the the tone for me. Yeah. That I hope we get a win against him. Don't forget, they don't have Murray right now. So since they don't have Murray, they, that's a huge guy they're missing. You never know. Okay, if you can play hard, you can compete, push a tempo, you might be okay. Goga enough of a big body to throw at Jokic. Not never enough. It's the MVP of the league, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, I'm sorry, it's MB the MVP, but in my eyes, it's Jokic. That's the reality. Um, but. Uh, to your point, the Nuggets are a game that might be tricky. Um, that Celtics game at 2.30, the day after Thanksgiving, that's a weird one too, that I'm like, if you can catch them and fast break and kind of push the tempo a little bit, you might beat them. So it's going to be a fun, uh, a fun week for sure of hoops here at MOE Center. Yeah, so make sure that uh, if you're working Friday on Black Friday, make sure that you schedule your lunches right. Very, very <laughs> early, early tip off. Um, and we got some good basketball on the way. I appreciate everyone for listening. It is a wrap. Orlando Magic HQ presented by Bet Online. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest Magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.